to another fun-filled edition of the usually serviceable hopelessly miscast podcast hear from your friends at gct uh and we have a special guest with us today my 18 and a half year old son carson and culinary expert yes so say hi carson hello he and i have done our own podcast uh on sports and pop culture so if any of you all one of you have listened to those you've heard him before and you're like oh god now he's on this one too so we'll see how he does i agree that's how i feel when i see my name on a project yes well now you know how we feel so uh and later in the pod we're hoping to be joined by another special guest a friend of the pod so we'll see if he can join us but for now it's us three so uh today's first feature we'll say carson how's college going he's a college student in fort worth texas god i i just love this question it's not over asked at all i mean i definitely don't get asked this by every single person that i see that i haven't seen in two weeks i know but now 50 other people will hear why um it's all right you know it's college it's got good parts got bad parts I was That's glad it. to get out of the first semester. There were some uh, low points, but I'm hoping next semester will be better. In fact, I'm pretty sure it will be. So, yes. Did you see what any time? good uh, college theater productions this semester? I did not. I actually did not see a single college theater production. So, did you see any? But you just answered that. No. You see any good choral productions? Well, I was in pretty much all of the choral productions that happened. So. Were they good? I think they were pretty good. I think our Christmas concert was really, really good. It, I think I would have been entertained by it if I had been out in the audience. So that's usually how I judge if a concert is that I'm in is at all any good if I would have been entertained in the audience. So good litmus for it. I, I think uh, seeing all your concerts remotely, your first choral concert was not as good because of a couple of old ladies who were talking through the entire thing from where they had the camera position but you know it was so entertaining yeah i think that one was also uh that was the first time a lot of people have performed live in a year and a half which is something we talked about a lot going into that concert that it was just going to be a little bit harder and wearing like getting the rust off and all that kind of stuff so i think i think anyone who is performing live doing any sort of live performance or even things that are not live performances are trying to get the rust off right now outside of covid times right so i think things are just gonna have to go through a a grace period so to say okay anything else you want to tell us about college how much chick-fil-a have you consumed too much, too much. To the point where you're not going to eat it anymore? No, I have to eat it when I'm there because it's like one of a few options. So I have to not eat it as much as possible so that when I'm actually there, I can eat it as much as possible. So. Uh, just glad we didn't uh, take you for it while you were here. Yeah. Oh, as you said, I'm sick of Chick-fil-A, which I wouldn't blame you for that. <laughs> So, uh, okay. Well, it's very interesting to hear you tell it. Very, 
I, I'm lying when I say that. Well, That's you're okay. the one that asked. You know the answer already. Well, that was yeah. a, a stunning segment, perhaps the best in the history of the podcast. <laughs> it was definitely the most tame. So That was as stunning as a regular WWE Raw. On Maybe I should nights. have a drink during that, so it's more exciting. Oh, too late. So, But we brought Carson on today because today, a lot of the pod, not all of it, there went a car honking by us. Um, a lot of the pod today is going to be dedicated to some rants because that's one thing we know we're, I won't say we're good at, but we're well-practiced at it. So with Carson here, being that he's one of my children, he's definitely heard many rants in his life. So we'll see how much is actually rubbed off. Um, Too much. Yeah. So if you can, you know, take pleasures from the top or the bottom of his rants, then, you know, you're in business. Uh, but we'll start with Brian has a list and I'll let you say it. it's something to do with fast food items. That's right. So uh, these are the, uh, of 2021, these are the highest ranked um, new fast food menu items uh, based off of reviews on the takeout.com. So I'm going to ask you guys if you've had that, if you have, if you would give them a th- thumbs up or a thumbs down or what your opinion of them are. Uh, so number 10 is the Chipotle cilantro lime cauliflower rice. Oh God, that sounds disgusting. I don't eat Chipotle. I rarely do. Uh, I, I know I didn't have anything with cauliflower in it. <laughs> In my neither, life, probably. Neither one of you guys strike me as cauliflower guys. No. So. That's going to be a negative. Okay, Chipotle so, kind of makes me ill for the most part anyway. So no feedback there. Uh, number nine was the Popeye's chicken nuggets. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have that either. I did not have those, but I heard positive things about them. So uh, See, I what love about Popeyes? the spicy version? Yeah. It's yeah. just every time I go to Popeye's, the line is so long, I don't want to wait to go through it. Yeah, because so. in like the last two years, they've introduced two menu items that have gone like platinum, basically. I mean, Huge. everybody wants to eat that chicken sandwich. I still haven't even had the sandwich. I haven't either. I've actually thought I've tried to order it on Uber Eats a couple of times, and you can't order it without the pickles and the whatever hmm. the schism sauce that's on there. You can't order it without it. So it's like, yeah, okay, I'm not ordering it. <laughs> okay, so I think both of you would have had this. So the number eight item that is new in 2021, the Wendy's new French fries. Oh, yes, we've had those. I have a definite opinion. Carson, you want to go better. first? I think they're significantly better. They are crispier. Uh, I don't. I think the flavor is very, very similar, uh, but... I think they're definitely better. Before Wendy said they're too floppy and and soggy and whatever else. I think they're better now. So you bought into the advertising just like all the other sheep, huh? I I, I would agree that I do think they're slightly better, but I love the old Wendy's fries, but I love the new ones as well. But I do think there's just they're seasoned a tad bit better in my my opinion. I just feel like like the last four times I've been to Wendy's, they've been crispier. I don't, I don't know if they necessarily got new fries, but I think the way that they're cooking them, or like the time that they're cooking them, at least, has changed. Because they've definitely been better. I hated the old ones. I hate the new ones. Mm. So we all three have different opinions. I, I mean, 
it's ludicrous to me to hear their commercial for it and say that two out of three people picked Wendy's fries over McDonald's. Well, I'm, two, two of the three of us picked them. Over. I would yeah, still well, take McDonald's, though. Yeah. I, you know, I think. I'm not saying McDonald's fries are like the best in the world. I'm saying they're better than Wendy's. Oh, fair enough. Number seven. Have you either of you had the McDonald's BTS meal? Uh, I did not. A, it's literally just like a burger with, and I'm thinking of the Travis Scott meal. The BTS meal is is that the one with the chicken nuggets? The chicken nuggets with the special uh, Asian dipping sauce. I mean, I've had McDonald's chicken nuggets and fries, so I can review like sixty seven percent of that meal, just not the sauce. Mm. So if I drove up to McDonald's, I would not be able to just order McNuggets with the Asian sauce. No, I'd have to get the BTS meal. BTS meal. What does BTS stand for? It's a it's Korean K-pop band. Yeah. Okay, I haven't had that. I've had nuggets. There was an actual online conspiracy because there were lots of BTS fans who could not get BTS meals because McDonald's was sold out of the sauce. Oh, is is this that that band that's huge? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So basically, the BTS fans were were attacking non BTS fans on Twitter who said they had had the BTS meal because the BTS fans had not gotten one. And oh. They said that it was not fair. Uh, poor people. Okay. Uh, That's... I I, I kind of doubt either one of you've had this, but I have had it. Uh, number six is the Wendy's jalapeno popper chicken sandwich, which no. is a stunning sandwich. <laughs> it's delicious. It's stunning. got a nice heat. It's it's one of the best chicken sandwiches I've ever had. That sounds like bottom pleasure to me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't want it. I don't want it in my life. I just feel like there's almost no way that that sandwich is stunning. That's a high appraisal for a sandwich. It is it is a stunning sandwich. Again, I, I, I know Paul in particular doesn't like anything spicy. So there is a bit Not of jalapenos. So I would I love it. I like spicy, but I don't like the flavor of jalapeno. So yeah. Fair enough. Well, then that sandwich is not for you. I would recommend. Yeah. Um, now, this is one that I've not had, and it looks disgusting uh, via the pictures. The Burger King chicken, chick, chicken, chicken sandwich? Yeah. No, I haven't had it. Clever advertising there. Uh, I know uh, Carson, you know, if, Burger King, if all Burger Kings simultaneously caught on fire today, he wouldn't bat an I eyelash. despise Burger King. I will say, you, you know, you're talking how you hate Wendy's fries. Oh, Burger, Burger King's are fries awful. are the worst fries. They're horrible. Maybe Sonic's fries are terrible, too. They're bad, too. Sonic's everything food is pretty much bad. Yeah. Now, see, and that's I like the burgers at Sonic, but I hate the fries. And I'm not a tater tot guy, so people that like tater tots like to go to Sonic usually. Or the, I mean, the cherry limeade—you can't beat it. I guess you go to Sonic more for the ice cream and the drinks. Yeah, exclusively food. go there for pretzel twists and drinks. Mm, fair enough. The pretzel twist—that's that's like those pretzel twists at Sonic are like Auntie Anne's level. Say I don't like pretzels, so I'm out. Uh, number four. I can I can't imagine either of you have had this, but maybe. The Popeye's Cajun Flounder Sandwich. No. They serve a flounder sandwich? Yes. Popeye's? And it's Cajun. What is a Louisiana-based restaurant? Yeah. I did actually have this. I ordered it. Really? Um, And uh, I I, I don't like fish enough to appreciate it. I I just got it because of the hype, and I was just like, meh. So I was like, where was it on the stun meter? I mean, like a four. You know. 
Where okay. the jalapeno popper sandwich is like a solid eight. Wow. This was a four. It is interesting to hear Louisiana people talk about Popeyes because they seem to all like Popeyes. Well, I have a guy that works for me who's from Louisiana, and he says Popeye. I mean, he he really likes Popeyes, but he has said that Popeyes. It's he admits the genius and the chicken sandwich and all that kind of stuff, but he said overall, he would say Popeyes, especially in his home area of Lafayette, Louisiana, is it has taken a quality dive. Yeah, I think he said he really thinks they've sacrificed. He said he thinks they've sacrificed quality for product. Yeah, and More that's like where commercial. I would put. That's where I would put Wendy's over the last twenty-five years. Hmm. I feel like very few fast food places have not sacrificed quality for commercial gain. I think Chick Fil A has somehow managed to do both. They keep the quality and have gotten lots of commercial gain. Well. I, I won't say, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be hypocritical and say I didn't never eat Chick-fil-A or that I will never eat it. I will eat it. Uh, I'm not as crazy about it as a lot of other people. I know you eat it, Carson, a lot because it's available on campus to late hours. But So I'll eat it, but I refer to it as crack filet because I don't understand why people, even with kids, you can say, well, kids love it because it's nuggets and fries. So I get it. I have two children. I went through that sort of phase with them. I will not sit in a 30-car deep line to get crack filet. I, I think it's just hard to find because the thing about Chick-fil-A is if you hear people who say they hate fast food, they won't eat fast food, they'll still eat Chick-fil-A. I agree. It's, it's just a step above quality-wise like other places. Now, I have no problem eating fast food, obviously, but – a lot of people will not eat fast food, but they will eat Chick-fil-A. So I think that's part of the, the problem that you're talking about. Yeah, it's a good point. Number three, uh, and this looks like something you guys would really love in your pizza eating habits. I don't ever order from Pizza Hut, but uh, Pizza Hut's Detroit Double pe- Pepperoni Pizza. You guys have that one? Pizza Hut is not popular in our house. Yeah. <clears throat> I used to like Pizza Hut a lot when I was in college. Uh, and then about a year or two ago, I saw an ad for just like stuffed crust pizza and said, I told the boys, I said, Hey, you know, we always have other brands. Let's try this. And I ordered it and it was like flavorless cardboard. Yeah, it was, um, it's really bad. So I said, okay, I'm not making that mistake again. And I'm not also a huge sauce guy and that Detroit style has sauce all over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what could be worse than putting s- too much sauce in it? is to put more sauce on top of it. I like sauce, so I might enjoy that pizza more than he would, but yeah, I'm I a like Domino's man. <laughs> yeah, I, pizza, in, in my opinion, every time I've had it the last five to ten years, always seems too greasy. It just seems like it's dripping in grease, and that's just that's just kind of gross to me. But it's, it, it's definitely, I, I would honestly rather go to the store and pay three or four dollars for a DiGiorno or something or a freshetta pizza. Mm, sure. Then I would pay ten dollars for a pizza at pizza. Yep. All right. Number two. And this, in my opinion, is the king of all chicken sandwiches right now. Because I have had the Popeye's chicken sandwich, but it's the best one I've had. Even above the jalapeno popper sandwich is the KFC chicken sandwich. It is so good. Have you guys had it? Uh, I, I did, I have not had it. Um, 
I, KFC was just like Pizza Hut. I had not had it in years. I went and got it in June. I did not get the chicken sandwich. I should have. I got like chicken fingers or whatever they call them, chicken tenders, and they were not good. Hmm. I think it was a reflection more on the location than the food, but the chicken sandwich does look tasty. I just haven't had it. Isn't it like the super crispy one? Like yeah. they, they yeah. went full in on like the crispy chicken sandwich. And like the chicken is like so huge. It's so fat. It's, and you can get it regular spicy flavor. Yeah, I think KFC's main problem is they have too many bad locations. I, yeah. I think there's too many that are bad. So I my, my story, why I had this, I, I, like Paul, would never ever go to KFC because just bad experiences overall. I was starving. I wanted a chicken sandwich. And I was going to go to Popeye's and I was off the, going up the interstate at Holly Springs and the Popeye's line was ridiculously long. I was like, I'm not waiting this long for a chicken sandwich. I was like, fine, I'll just go to KFC. Got this chicken sandwich. Again, Holly Springs, Mississippi. It's the best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life at a Holly Springs, Mississippi wow. KFC. Just delicious. Have you had the sandwich more than once? I've now had it twice. Both times it was delicious. Okay. I was making sure that it held up and it wasn't just one really good KFC location. Well, and I wouldn't, I mean, if I were to rank locations that KFC would be in, Holly Springs would probably be towards the bottom. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, it was, it was just a really good sandwich. And maybe it's so good. It's hard to really mess up that Holly Springs, Mississippi could get it right. Well, I will say as a, as a small side comment, in all my road travels around America over the years, which is not as much as like a truck driver, but I feel like I've traveled a lot by car in this country and especially the Eastern half of it. Um, when I've stopped for fast food in smaller locations, like a Holly Springs or smaller than that, generally those are very hit or miss. Like I get some of the best I've ever gotten at a chain or I get some of the worst. I don't know why that is, but it's that's just typically the way it's gone. In a, in a major city like we're in, it's hit or miss all over the place, but it varies all up and down the scale. Hmm. Like I can even go to the same location twice in the same day, and the quality might be crap one time and sort of middle of the road the next. All right, so the number one item uh, reviewed in 2021, new menu item, is – I. I know you guys eat there a lot more than I am. I, I, do, I, won't, I will not eat at McDonald's. I don't like McDonald's. I just don't care for it at all. Uh, but the number one item, I'd be curious to know if you guys have had this, is the McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich. That sandwich sucks. Yeah, I've had it once and it's not good. It's bad. The KFC one, just looking at the pictures, has to be better than that. The McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich, first off, is not crispy at all. Yeah. Second off, it tastes like poison <laughs> i don't know go that far but it's bad like I, I wanted to like throw up i took a bite out of it and even the bread was bad like even like the, yeah, like the brioche bun yeah i, I mean like it, it, it was bad like that's a bad sandwich yeah. so this this list is a liar is what you're saying yeah that's a bad sandwich yeah well the chicken based off the picket pictures looks like this weird triangle shape that like chicken wouldn't be in but uh yeah, yeah and it wasn't crispy like like not it doesn't even look crispy like that's part of the problem 
yeah it looks again looking at the pictures it looks very unappealing like too too brown you know like yeah it's, it's been the fryer too long and burnt but uh yeah so anyways that's your top 10 uh, menu items and uh, that's that will conclude this particular segment thank you guys it actually makes me feel a little bit better about myself not a lot but a little bit that i had so few items on that list that I means can't... that i haven't been frequenting fast food as much as i thought i was well i just can't believe that chipotle is listed as fast food because it's not fast well Paul, only... that, that could mean that you just don't try new things either so. that's part of it that and you know when you go in for you know heart problems then that can sometimes take your uh, fast food eating down that, for a that while. is a very valid point so um but yeah chipotle that is weird that they refer to that as fast food i mean because i the times i have eaten chipotle it's been in where i work sometimes in kansas city and i will order it i won't go in and order it from the counter and just stand there and wait at the restaurant i instead will order it online and it will be waiting in the pickup rack like kfc has now and some others are, are going to panera bread does it a couple of other places have started doing it and that's very convenient because you can walk in and just grab it um but i still would not refer to it as fast food because i have to get out of the car and go in and get it now, the thing that I'll say, again, as another side comment to that, I don't like that because the Chipotle I've gotten from no more than three times over six months, it has my name on the tag, but, you know, Jack Mama could have walked in there and taken five bags and no one would know because the counter sure wasn't paying attention. They just put the food on the, on the rack and they're like, we're done with it. So there you go. So... I don't think that trend's going to last forever as convenient as it is, but it's still not fast food to Carson's point. I just think you have to have a drive through Agreed. Unless you're, unless you're a sandwich place. Those are the only places that get an exception. So we'll see in subway and not even I pretty much just subway. Well, some places, like if you go to different parts of the country, like subway here, you don't really see drive throughs but That's I've been true. To, I have seen a subway drive through before. I've been to parts of the country where Subway, Schlotzky's, Jimmy John's, all those kinds of places have drive throughs I think that sandwich places could be considered fast food even without a drive through because just the way that they're structured. But Chipotle is not a fast food place. Yeah, I agree. So, but yes, thank you for that feature, Brian. So, speaking of... Yeah, it's uh, my pleasure. Speaking of nothing my fast or food. Pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, feeling it right in the, the bottom of the coccyx um that's right so um speaking of pegging uh here's the next feature wow it's time for take your shot fun boy and uh carson knows what the feature is but i have to continually tweak a little bit of it because it's really hard to find uh it's easy i'll say on the internet to find funny weird uh over the top like band names like rock band cover band original band bar band whatever you want to call it it's gotten very tough to find a bunch of uh improv troupe or drama group group names that don't sound like drama groups like we're the improviteers or something like that uh or this is improvisational theater the you know Cornley like drama society yeah, it could be something like that. It has the word improvisation or drama in it. Or, you know, we're the flying thespians. 
that's kind of a giveaway. Um, so we, we did this in our last podcast and Brian was his own competition. He went over five. Good work. So he, Bruce you get Buffer one free announced, coupon for that. Yeah. Dana White and Bruce Buffer announced he finished in a draw against himself, him and his shadow. So Brian's looking to come out of that because he has an actual opponent today in Carson. So here's the tweak. We have two band names and we have one group chat name that I found online. One group chat. chat. What do you mean? Yes. There's actually a lot of websites devoted to weird group chat names. Okay. So I think this may last for a while. So one is a group chat name, two are band names. You have to pick the group chat. And they're not really associated with acting or theater or anything like that. But I think they're funny. So we have five uh, things to go through. and We'll see who is the winner today. And your prize is you get a paperclip. You from Marcus's desk. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you can get a coupon, too. Brian has something pleasurable for you. Yes, it's right. Um, Unspecified. It's a coupon for uh, cauliflower rice from Chipotle. Yeah, I hope your bottom is ready. real pleasurable. That will uh, not pleasure your bottom at all. <laughs> Particularly since it has cilantro lime. And it I doesn't pleasure your top, your bottom, or your middle. <laughs> Nothing. So, so here's the first one. Your first three are. Frumious Bandersnatch. We're too old for this. An inflatable party sheep. The last one's the group chat name. So you're going with inflatable party sheep. I would, you, agree, I would agree with Carson. You both lose. It's we're too old for this is the group name. That's a meme group or something. Then, That's... Uh, Whatever it is. So you'll, you'll like this. The next three are a box of fish with tartar sauce can funky fried and sinus pleasures. <laughs> That's what I was laughing about earlier. Is can funky fried a play on Kentucky fried chicken? Yes, obviously. I, I've got to just go with sinus pleasures just for the fun of it. I, I feel like pleasures and funky fried is the group chat name. Ryan is correct. It is sinus pleasures. That's right. You're, you're losing to the guy that went 0 for 5 by himself. Well, now he only picked that because it's a pleasure. He's yeah. one for his last seven. So <laughs> take that. Here's the next three. I've got a bad idea, like bottom pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> Nomad nipples and semi semi digested curtain rail. Wow. Um, wow I wish I could find a group chat bottom pleasures the first one is the, I, there's think, there's one you haven't searched hard enough I think the first one is the group chat I've got a bad so idea so you're going with I've got a bad idea how about it Brian <sighs> I mean that, that one does make sense but it's not silly enough for me so I'm going to go with the third one semi-digested curtain rail Yeah. so Carson is correct yeah. it's, I've got a bad idea it was not nomad nipples. Yeah, either. that one I that one I just knew it. So score is one for Carson, one for Brian. So here's the fourth go. Test icicles, the yeasty girls, and Davis farts. The third one. Uh third, yeah. hundred percent. You're both correct. Yeah. 
There was your softball. Good job. That's just something that 16-year-olds would name their group chat. Yeah. I know because I played in a group chat with the word fart in it. So you both have two. Let's see if we can have another draw. Your final ones are. It'll be a much more pleasurable draw, though. Yeah. Make sure there's no gerbils. Uh, Rusty pickup and the crappy tones. Mistakes were made. Mary Kay's pink Cadillac dildo. Mistakes were made. I feel like it's the third one. You think it's the Cadillac dildo? Mm-hmm. You just want me to say that again? Yeah. <laughs> Brian is correct. His mistakes were made. That's right. I thought it was too easy. Welcome, so, newbie. So Brian takes it on a slim margin of three to two. That ninth inning home run did it for him. So you get you get the coupon, which requires you to eat a full helping of cilantro lime cauliflower rice from Chipotle. You lost. You must now eat and it. And tell us how pleasurable it was <laughs> 12 hours all. later. Not at all. It may not take 12 hours. It may take 12 minutes. So that's what yeah, you call the, the, ne- you, uh, yeah, the burn and the ring of fire. Next time we see you, I think we should make you eat cauliflower, cilantro, lime, rice live on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll pass. But no, You lost. Everyone but you. you the winner gets a coupon for something pleasurable. <laughs> And that's well, you lost, so you don't get anything pleasurable. <laughs> you get pain. We get the pleasure of watching you be in bottom pain, pleasure, <laughs> whatever it ends up being. So I look forward to it. Uh, okay, so that was that today's ball. edition of Take Your Shot, Fun Boy. Literally, take your bottom shot, Fun Boy. Um, so. <laughs> Now we move on to the big rant portion of the podcast. So we're going to start with Carson's been preparing a list. We're going to say best and worst restaurants coming from a college student who knows his restaurants and has now lived in Fort Worth, Texas for about a half a year, and but has spent the rest of his life here in Germantown, Memphis area, but he's definitely a connoisseur of best and worst restaurants. So, and these are in no particular order. Why do you need to talk into the microphone when you talk, Carson? I eat at the same eight places, so I wouldn't call myself a connoisseur. Well, you definitely know the places you don't like. I do have strong opinions. You do have strong opinions. Your opinions are never lacking when it comes to food. So go ahead and give us your best restaurants. By your estimation. All right. So that Brian and I can heckle every one of them. This is what was this the top three? Top five. I did five, five best. And they're in no worst. particular order. Oh, not not in any order. Just... No, well, except for the last one. The last one will be the true number one. Okay. I'm excited. Um let's do it. So for number for the my first, um, I put Gus's world famous fried chicken because it's a classic. Had it yesterday. It's still just as good. Good stuff. There's one in Fort Worth, actually, that I have not yet been to. I will definitely be going there sometime this semester, though. But Gus's is just, I mean, everyone who's listening to this probably knows what makes Gus's great. It's chicken that's just really, really good. It's got just the right amount of kick. Flavor's amazing. They've got great sides. And it's very, you get a very good feel, like, when you're in the restaurant. It just feels very 
unique and it's like wow i'm at gus's and it just has its own unique feel and uh it's a memphis classic so yeah i can't i can't fault you there that that would be top five for me as well it's just delicious yeah i agree it's right up there for me okay what's next number two um for number two, I've put one that probably nobody listening to this knows about, but I know that you know about it, Dad. Off the Hoof in Arlington. Yes. This place is very special to me because it's just like we only get together every once in a while because it's all the way out in Arlington. But it's like one place that it's like a place that reminds me of of uh, Arlington and they have amazing burgers and fries there. It's just a classic burger place. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, and it it's a very, like, hole-in-the-wall feel, and uh, I like it a lot. And if you have a chance, you should definitely go try it. You ever been there, Brian? I'm not, I'm not familiar with it at all. It's really tasty. I'm yeah. pouring another drink. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? The next – you're not going to heckle that one some more, I guess. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Um, for number three, I will go with, I decided that I needed something a little different from burger places on my list. So I put Shogun, um, because I like hibachi and it's a good hibachi place. That's, that's pretty much it. I, this was, this was a tough choice. I was either going to put Shogun or Longhorn, um, but I just felt like I needed something different in the list to show off my connoisseurship of food that I eat all types of food. But yeah, I like Shogun. I'm a little surprised you uh, go into Asian flavors at all. I didn't know your palate was so refined. Oh, yeah. Very refined. What do you get at Shogun? I get some teriyaki meat. Usually chicken, steak. Yeah, usually seafood? chicken or steak. You don't ever do seafood? Mm. I mean, like, I'll eat certain types of seafood, but not when I go to, like, a bocce place. He likes the bottom roast. Oh, bottom roast is good. I, it's very pleasurable. Yeah. I love their rice, though. They got great rice at Shogun. Yeah, he will always ask the hibachi chef, give me the extra rice. Yeah, I do. It's good rice. Um, yeah. Shogun's really good. I, I agree. So, Or the other option is Longhorn for that for that spot, which I know you like as well. Yeah, I will say that uh, in back where you go to school in Texas, they probably would say that that's sacrilege to like a chain steakhouse place. Uh, I would say it's sacrilege to like it here, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> so there you go. Whatever. Um, I like it, though. All right. The next one, I've decided that I needed a pizza place on here as well. Uh-oh. So I went with Rock and Dough. Best pizza place in town. Mom hates it. That's I, part of the reason I like to order it. I very much disagree with her judgment of it. You get gigantic slices, and the flavor is unmatched by any other pizza place in town. I think the only place even close is Garibaldi's, and that's on a good day at Garibaldi's. But Rockin' is the best pizza place in town. I Yeah, and coming up. Out of its humble roots as a food truck, and then yeah. now becoming a multi-site brick and mortar, yeah, in town is pretty awesome. And they brew beer. So Never I don't, had it. 
I, when I go there, I don't get the pizza. Uh, but what I do love there is the um, you can get zucchini noodles with chicken and uh, sauce, and that to me is just delicious. Yeah, they actually have a lot of options there other than pizza, which is good for a pizza place because it gives them more. You can get more customers like that. Um, yeah, they also have good cheese fries there. Yeah, I agree. I will say oh, there, yeah. there was one time Brian and I had actually ordered yeah, Rocket right. to the office and we usually would get cheese fries. We had one time where we ordered it and the fries tasted like they had been uh, thrown on the grill for about four hours or something. Yeah. The cheese was all burnt. It was just a burnt, disgusting mess. Yeah. I Even mean, the there was, was, there like was no charred beyond recognition. I mean, they definitely were at the bottom of the list, but there was no pleasure. <laughs> with that so all right yeah i linked those two together like that yeah like that. that's hilarious yeah it's very pleasurable are you ready for the true number one oh, all the great. other ones were not in any specific order but this one is number one unbridled that would be i know where this is going Huey's, yeah burgers brews and blues the best restaurant in the world there's no argument you can go there, you can get a burger, you can get steak, you can get a Philly cheesesteak, you can get chicken. It's all good. You can get a salad. Cheese fries are the best cheese fries in the galaxy, uh, anywhere in existence. I would agree with the cheese fries. They are, you can't beat those cheese they're fries. They're good, but they're literally not the best. nowhere in the world that makes cheese fries even close. Outback tries, Outback cheese fries are really good, but Huey's just, they're on another level. It's, Amazing. The atmosphere is unbeaten. It it's a great restaurant, and they're open late. That's just a, that's a bonus. If there was a Huey's in Fort Worth, I would be there every Sunday night and be standing out front of your your school with a sandwich board advertising for them. I for free. Is Huey's only in Memphis or have they been Mississippi? Out of There's one in uh, in Mississippi. Oh, in South Haven, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Huey's is really good. I enjoyed it more the first 10,000 times I was taken there. Um, well, I'm your son, so you're going to keep eating there. I understand that. And so I'm I'm fine with going once in a while. Whenever Carson's home, he he wants to go there, I've which eaten is there fine. seven times in the last week and a half. I've been once, so it's that's perfect for me. And it's perfect for you to go seven times. I I just save my times for when he's home now. So in I, the summer, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when he wants to go all the time. I just love that restaurant. It Also, like, I have so many great memories there because, like, I've just been there so many times. Like, and, like, when, like when people hold, like, gatherings in Memphis and they want to go eat, like, usually where you end up is Huey's, which I'm completely fine with. <laughs> It is kind of a theater tradition. Yeah. yeah. Like that's I, what have, I was going to say. I have great members of that. Like me and all my friends, that's where we eat. We either eat there. I don't even know. Yeah. There's a lot of theater people in this town who would hear this and be nodding vigorously. It's open going, late. Yep. That's another bonus. They're open late. It, it depends. <laughs> Collierville, if you go in like after 10, even though they don't close till midnight, they'll give you the side eye and be like, why are you here? And try yeah. to rush you out with a broom. It's quickly as I can. I've never been to the Germantown location late at all, so I wouldn't know how they... Uh, they they're they not as bad about it. 
the Cargill one's the only one I've I've noticed that same look that you're talking about. But I mean, we've been late to the Germantown one. We've been late to the Southwind location on Winchester. I've been, I've been late to the Midtown one before. I've been too. late to that one. Been late to the Downtown one. I've never got the the stink oh, eye. Yeah, because the Downtown and Midtown ones, if they were not open late, then there would be a riot probably. Yeah, I mean, those, the, that, those, that's kind of the place to go late at night in Midtown. The only gripe I ever had with Huey's, and it was not, I get why they would do it, and I don't think they've been doing it much because of COVID at this point, um, which is understandable, but I just, if I could give them one comment, like, don't ever bring this back. The live music, you don't need it. You don't need the live music. I, would I say, completely agree. I, I hate would, it when they have a live band. I would say at Germantown and Collierville, don't bring it back. But at Midtown and Downtown, have live music. I don't want to have it anywhere. That fits the, well, that fits the like where they are, though. Like in well, Downtown and Midtown, you should probably have live music. Well, the thing is, I'm not just saying that from a perspective of a patron. I mean, as a patron, I hate it because you can't hear yourself think. Even if it's a two-person acoustic group. But I will say, having not a you know decades long experience with being in a in a band but enough band gigs that i can say i've played in some some places like a huey's it's no fun to play in a place like that but you're not going to turn down gigs you're going to say yes i will play at huey's even though i have a two by two foot circle to stand in all night and it's just not they're not enjoyable Top, bottom, or anything. Well, but the downtown and midtown ones have more space for that. They're made more mm. to have live music. Midtown one doesn't. They, But they cleared a lot of tables for it. And that's where, as, a, as anyone, patron or otherwise, I would say, I would feel like you're costing yourself revenue now, by doing that. When Collierville has a band, they do not clear out any space. <clears throat> and I, that's what you're saying about being the band person there's no space because Kyrieville needs the tables so does germantown they can't afford to clear out three tables and i know i'm an old curmudgeon about this but it's like i don't i don't need someone singing an acoustic version of mustang sally or well, i'm fine you know, james if the music, taylor hits i'm fine if the music doesn't return to germantown and Kyrieville. i would completely agree with or southland but i think that it fits the vibe of of midtown and downtown locations. Well, I mean, it may fit the vibe. I'm just saying, I don't know why you need it. You're gonna you're gonna get customers anyway, and the bands they bring in. I mean, sorry, all respect to any of you that might ever listen to this, even when I'm dead, in the you know whatever time, Betty White age or whatever. Um, rest in peace, Betty. Um, I don't see any band. I've never seen a band on the marquee at Huey's that I said, wow that like 150 people capacity and 130 of them are there to see this band well the problem is it's their blues brews and burgers so they kind of have to follow that at least try to follow that at sometimes i think that's part i think that's part of the thinking is that uh, i think that huey's thinks a lot i think that they think that a lot of people need to hear live music on saturday nights because they're blues brews and burgers I mean, I get it. Like I said, it's just not something if I ran it, I would be like, you know what? Unless we have some draw, we're not bringing them in. I personally don't like having to yell my order to a waiter or waitress. And then as they repeat it back to me, go, huh? Uh, And again, when I go to a restaurant 
in person with people, it's not, it's usually to socialize with those people as opposed to, you know, not being able to talk to them because it's so loud. So exactly. I, I guess the thing is when they have a live band, if you accidentally come upon it and be like, Oh crap, they have a live band tonight. You're, you're going to hate it. I guess if you love the band and you, you would have to go to hear the band. And I guess if you love the band and want to see them perform, it would be great. But if you're not in that crowd, then it, you're kind of exactly. experience is ruined. That's what I'm saying. And so I, I will say that, you know, I was in an eighties band. We did about three, two or three years of gigs in the late nineties. My experience is jaded a bit by that because we played what at the time was every TJ Mulligans here in town. We never played a Hueys because we were too big. We not big, like we had that much of a draw. We were too big of a band taking up space and too loud to play a Hueys. That said, we played what was then all the TJ Mulligans in town, including what the one that was downtown in the pinch. Even there that had an outdoor area for us to play in. It was tight. You could see that most people could could have cared less about us being there. And a lot of people covering their ears and yelling orders. And you, I mean, there were wait staff that looked uncomfortable with our presence there. It just, like I said, that it sounds old curmudgeonly dude, but it's just, I, you know, I understand that I will say from that experience, I know there's a lot of restaurant tours and club owners who they just think it's the thing to do, have live music, must have live music, must have live music. You don't, it's great to have it sometimes, but have it in the right setting. And like you, Brian, if I go in there at nine o'clock at night, I don't want to be yelling in order. If you want to stay open until three in the morning and have the band start at 11, which sucks for a musician, I will say, unless you're doing nothing but that for a living. Um, if you want to start the band at 11, 1130, it's like, well, you kind of should have known better that you were going to come in here. It was going to be loud as hell, which for a theater person, especially we can be curmudgeonly that way too, because when you get done with a show, say in one of the local theaters, and you are after a show you're talked out you're sung out you don't want to yell at all and then the band starts up it's like hey everybody let's hear you know some let's hear some uh, james taylor how about some margaritaville anybody want to hear that and we're all like no we don't it's so, not as bad as the the band we heard at heart eight in fort worth though yeah that was pretty bad that was really bad except they actually had the space for it but that was they were not good yeah, agreed. All right. So, so and on that theme, I'm, I'm dying to know your bottom three. Yeah, My well, bottom, that's what I really want. So, on, on that note, we have another friend of the podcast who's trying to join and is connecting to audio. And that is our good friend and Carson's unofficial big brother, Kevin Maffitt. Hi, everyone. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. It's so good for you to be here. Thank you. It really is good for me to be here. So you're just in time. Carson, we're in the rant section of the podcast. So we'll call this our coming back in moment. Carson has given us his top five restaurants. And his number one was Huey's. So uh, now he's about to give us his worst three restaurants in the world. I need to know the rest of the top five. Real quick. Okay, give him the top five rundown, Carson. So I said um, Gus's 
Off the Hoof, which is a restaurant in Arlington, Rock and Dough Pizza, and then I said Shogun just because I wanted to put a somewhere different on the list. Wanted to branch out. You had to put an A. You wanted to lie, right? I like Shogun. I went there for my birthday one year, so I don't want to hear it. What that one time? Number two on the list. It's not. No, no. It's not in any order. It's not. They're not in any specific order. Yeah, the only one that he ordered was Huey's. Huey's had to be number one. That was number one. But you know, the the bottom was pleasurable too. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) so now so now, give us your bottom three restaurants in the world, Carson. Knowing that you are not you are not world traveled. In the world, I I was doing my least favorite in Carson's world. So my first one is Freddy's. I just think it's extremely overrated and their shakes are not a pleasure for my bottom. <laughs> God damn. How do you eat these shakes? That's what I want to know. It's like a suppository for him. <laughs> you put them in your mouth, not your butt. Yeah, are, you, are you like Steve-O? Are you butt chugging the shake? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, coming up on jackass, <laughs> and the fries are not good, and the burgers are just. Uh, I think part of the reason you hate it is because your brother loves it. That's, that's not, not true. true. I I would suspect that's very true. Actually, no, it's <laughs> not. I just that's BS. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Kevin, have you ever eaten at a Freddy steak burger? Never, not once. Yeah. See, so he yeah, has nothing to, much. nothing to help you on on that. But I, I, I know that they have frozen custard, and that is the upper echelon of frozen delights. So, I'm sure I would enjoy a Freddy's situation merely based on custard alone. So, he would find top pleasures from a Freddy's. Also, I am doing this in bed, by the way. Oh, no. mm. nice. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I like the pose. That's good. Could you dim the sun for a while, too? So we get a dim look. There you go. Perfect. So what's number two, Carson? For number two, I've put Swankies. That's just because you got really? food poison the one time. I don't like it. I can't eat it anymore. I got food poisoning from, uh, from Swankies. So now it, it makes me sick to eat there. It was one of those catering things that his choir in high school brought in and he got food poisoning and some others did. So now he swears it off. Hmm. It's, it's a, a mental block. block. I think it's no, fine. Got, it's not my favorite, but it's fine to me. I got food poisoning from a Taco Bell once and I have eaten Taco Bell like 800 times since then. <laughs> Hard to sway me with food poisoning. If your food's good, I'll be back. Yeah. How many times would you have to be poisoned to swear it off, Kevin? Taco Bell? Yeah. 800. If they poisoned you like six times in a row, would you stop going? Yeah, that would just, that would be, that would be an unfortunate series of events. Because your bottom would not be in pleasure at that point. (laughs) Who's to say? Some people are into that. Well, that's true. It's a little burn Mm -hmm. and ring of fire going on. That's right. The old, the old chili ring. A little jalapeno up inside there. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
So Carson, you're, you're not saying anything. Well, you guys are commentating on my choices. That's, well, you could, you know. I mean, it's pretty clear cut and dry what why I don't like Swankies. I got food poisoning okay. and now I have a mental block. About so what's the worst dad, restaurant then? Wait, wait, Dad. Before you got food poisoning from Swankies, had you eaten there before and yes. enjoyed it? So prior to being food poisoned, you did enjoy Swankies. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just kind of average. It's not like anywhere special, but... It's not as swanky as they make it out to be. Yeah, exactly. It's more like mediums. Mm-hmm. Mids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mids yeah. Mexican restaurant. Yeah. I don't know any Mexicans named Mid, but I'm not ruling it out. Congrats. Okay, so what's your worst restaurant in your life? Oh, boy. I'm excited. I- I didn't put these in any order, but I guess this, I mean, this is a, this is a place that I won't really eat, but I would say pretty much any barbecue place. Oh God. He's not my kid. Do not like barbecue. Brian just de-invited you to his house from swimming. I will eat barbecue if that's what we're having, but I do. I have never once in my life sought out barbecue. What is wrong with you? Yeah, he's not too bright. I don't know. I got put in the wrong city, I think. Good grief. And then you went to, to college in Fort Worth. It's not big on barbecue there, honestly. It's not like it's not I mean it's it's beef barbecue, but there's well, I like Fort beef Worth. barbecue. I don't like pork barbecue. Well, beef barbecue is not barbecue. It's beef. It is there. Now, yeah. Beef, beef is barbecue. A smoked brisket is the king of barbecues, honestly. But it's brisket. Yeah, I like brisket. I just don't it's like barbecue. barbecue. Brisket is barbecue. I know, but I'm talking about like the Memphis barbecue places that are like. Do you just not like pork? He doesn't like pork barbecue. I like pork tenderloin, but I don't like. I don't like how dry pork barbecue is. And well, it shouldn't how, be dry. Then you've been eating the wrong barbecue. Yeah, but, you've just been going to shitty barbecue. Places. But like, no, I've been to all the big ones, and it's dry, and the flavor just. And and then I don't like barbecue sauce, so that doesn't help. And I, what, what's wrong? Do you like ketchup? Yeah. Why why don't you like barbecue sauce? It's basically ketchup with a little bit of molasses and a little bit of heat to it. I don't like it. It's the flavor is like funky. Oh. <laughs> I knew this one was gonna get judged. That's why I tried to procrastinate on it. Yeah, you really is, buried it, didn't you? This is uh this is very disappointing. I I everyone that knows me knows that I don't like pork barbecue. Yeah, well, this is you have failed as a parent. Finding brisket, but finding brisket was a good thing because I, I blame his like mother. <laughs> she likes barbecue, but she failed you as a parent. Okay. <laughs> hey, Roland doesn't like barbecue either, but he doesn't get as much shit for it because he doesn't like any food. Well, so it's, it's buried you know, under the you came first, so Jude loves uh, what I made for our Christmas dinner. I smoked uh, a butt and some ribs, and Jude just ate about half a rack of ribs all by himself. Should we get into a Jude food discussion? No. <laughs> that might make him come in here and say he's hungry. Yes. Even I mean, though he he's due. It's ago. been about an hour since he ate. He has so. been an hour since he's eaten. And we did, we, he is out there with free access to all the candy <laughs> bars. So who knows how many <laughs> he's, he's eaten since we started. And it, I will say uh, it was a great moment yesterday as Brian and I took our younger young sons to see Spider-Man and Brian's son 
is in flip-flops, props his chair back, and immediately pops his shoes off so he's barefoot. Nice. And I just happened to look over and said, well, make yourself at home, buddy. <laughs> and his father's like, dude, what the hell, man? Really? <laughs> Forget the fact we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's like, yeah. what the hell are you doing? He's going to get COVID <laughs> of the feet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that I chair was getting that the worst uh, of the bottom. Foot COVID. Gout. Yeah. <laughs> that chair was getting no pleasure from that bottom. So, uh, so I'm sad that you missed Take Your Shot, Fun Boy Kever, but I figure I'd read some some of the names to you. Yeah, to see what, sure. Because you love some of these band names that we'd find. So some of the band names from today were Inflatable Party Sheep, uh, Funky Fried, Nomad Nipples, Semi-Digested Curtain Rail, The Yeasty Girls, okay. and Mary Kay's Pink Cadillac Dildo. Wow. Yeah. Some I strong candidates. I don't see any of them. I don't see the curtain rail. I think your favorite is still the 7-Eleven mustard area. Yeah, that's just that's a well well crafted name. I mean, if you saw that band name on a marquee, you'd be like, "I'm going." Yeah, I want to see them. Yes, there's intrigue involved. Are they like I, dead metal? Is that what they are? I don't know. They have to be right. I hope so. Whatever they are, I mean, the what name, was the name of, genius. What was the name of it? Seven Eleven's mustard area. All right, I'm gonna look them up and see if I can find anything. So while we're while he's doing that. We're moving on to the next section of rants, which, Kevin, you'll really like this. So everybody can rant on as many as you want. What are the worst things to you about Christmas or New Year's parties? The worst things. It could be something you've encountered or you just see it and you run the other way. To me, it's just people in general, but... I got to I got to agree with that. I just don't I never want to see that amount of people in one area ever. Yeah. Never. It's too much. I don't care about half of you. I'm sh- I'm sure glad yeah, you made it generous. to the party. That's what I'm saying. And then when it comes time to leave, you I I just I have to just leave. Because I refuse to sit there for 45 minutes oh. saying goodbye. After the round I've been of goodbyes. Ready to leave for an hour. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so. Yeah, exhausting. that is my least favorite thing is saying goodbye. So <laughs> I just sneak out every single time. You know, another thing that I'll rant about with these parties is when you go, I mean, it's generally you kind of have an idea that it's not going to be, you're not going to sit down for a sit down steak dinner. Totally understandable. But when you go and the finger food choices are all just shit. Mm-hmm. When you go and it's, you know, there's no chip and dip. There's no meatball tray. There's no Chick-fil-A nuggets. It's like someone has decided to get out crazy Aunt Edna's, you know, uh, potato jello mix. Yeah. And that's what you're going to have tonight as the main thing in the table. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you can, but you can scoop it up with sun chips, you know, or something like that. We didn't buy Tostitos. 
We didn't even buy the cheap Kroger brand. Worse than that is Triscuits. Yeah, oh, exactly. We got some wheat thins for you guys to put this on. Wheat thins is not bad. Triscuits are are terrible. Well, Triscuits like make your mouth all gummed up. I mean, they're so dry. They're just. I feel like I'm about. It's about to turn to immediate shit because it's so much wheat and whatever else is in it. I feel like I'm eating a plant. I love it. I mean, so food choices typically are something I hate because I'm a I'm a picky eater. So I don't find a ton at those that I'm like, yay! I I really wanted to eat that you know that crappy food you put out that is somebody's special recipe. Mm-hmm. So come on, somebody else has got something. What's think on the worst parties you've ever been to at the holidays? I don't know. I don't. I haven't really been to a lot of New Year's parties because they're mostly for adults. So what would be something you think you would hate? Uh, well, people in general, you're that way too. Yeah, it's just so many people. I lost uh, Kevin on video. It's okay. I was turning my do not disturb on. Okay. <laughs> I. What do you hate about parties? Let's just say that. Because you've been to some parties this semester. But those are different kinds of parties. That's not like New Year's or Christmas parties. I feel like with Christmas parties, they can be really boring if you try to do like the whole, oh, we're just gathering to spread the love of Christ at Christmas time. And it's a party only in name only. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, also maybe. hate all of the discussion of Christ around the holidays. <laughs> really puts a damper on it for me. <laughs> So, uh, would you rather talk about the Prophet Muhammad and I'd just rather you know, not talk Kwanzaa. about any of it. Let's just all drink and eat food and 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 laugh and be happy <laughs> instead of talking about this horrible drudgery every year. You you don't like when someone makes everyone read a scripture at a I Christmas don't party? Anything to do with scripture? I feel like I've made that perfectly clear. <laughs> well, to us, but not to the fifty listeners we have. We got 50 whole listeners to some of our that's podcasts right, yeah. from before we've had 50 people view them so that's right and it's 10 of them or him mm-hmm. yeah my mom doesn't we, we listen so i can't put it here, on her so. Hmm. so my 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 party experience um i i'm in general I, i'm not a party person like the last party that i went to was paul's party uh 80s party like a couple years ago i just don't i don't quote unquote party but like around the holidays back when i was deeply involved with all things church wise 15 years ago uh we always went to a new year's eve party and uh uh that was you know all of our church friends oh god and uh talk about bottom pleasures we yeah uh, really all we would do is uh play board games until new year and then uh, leave and and go to go home so uh that was that was it. So, I mean, there's there's nothing to me that I've ever been a part of New Year's wise in particular that like, wow, let's have a big party on New Year's. So, but I mean, looking at like New Year's Eve, like at uh, Times Square and stuff, that that does not appeal to me at all. That's just too many people. No. Yeah, I, I, I don't like large groups of people. One of the reasons is I don't hear well. And so if there's too much noise, I spend the whole night trying to talk to people and going, huh? 
and I feel like people get annoyed by me just going, huh, at them every time they try to talk to me. So <laughs> it just makes me deeply uncomfortable. And I would rather just hang out with like two or three close friends and that's it. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, so knowing your church background, Brian, knowing that they will say disagree with the idea of instrumental music. What if at New Year's, when they ring in the New Year, someone goes over to the old piano and starts playing Old Lang Syne? Would they have gotten some dirty looks? No, not at all, uh, because it's not a religious song. Okay. It's not that hate instruments. It's just you can't use an instrument when singing about Jesus. That That's it. Then that's insane. As an instrument. <laughs> it's percussion, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, the only other thing I would say that is kind of like a, I don't like this definitively about holiday parties. And this is more of a Christmas party thing, not a New Year's party, but it's, it has to do with people. But it's when everybody feels the incessant need to discuss, well, how, how is your year gone? they need a a rundown of everything i've been doing and oh i heard i heard this about you and i heard that about you it's like well you've heard all this shit what do you need me to tell you for and why do you care you don't really care so of course yes this is the definitely the curmudgeon coming out in me to say you don't really care why are you asking i'd rather you walk up to do they need a way to carry on the conversation and without knowing how to do that, the only thing they can come up with is, hi, what's, how have you been? What's this year been like? Right. Because I'm not going to ask them that question because I don't give You're a not going to ask anyone you know and talk to frequently that question because you already know. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's a sign of like someone you, who you don't really know well. If they ask you that yeah. question, they probably don't know you as well. Because as well as- if I walked up to Kever at a out and said, "How's your year been going?" He would have been like, "What, <laughs> what the, the hell fuck? you mean? <laughs> you, you and I talk all the time. You don't know. <laughs> like, what have I not filled you in on? You know, COVID sucks, and I I work. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only people who really ask who can ask that question is like." When you go to an extended family gathering and they're like, oh, how was your, not your year, but like asking how their entire year was is stupid. That's just dumb. I'm not going to explain my entire year because I don't even remember my entire year. But that's what Carson, to your point, that is what I hate about the holidays is the expectation that I have to spend it with family because I hate spending the holidays with my family. I hate it. They make the holidays miserable every year. And it is expected that I be there. Yes. <laughs> and with, with the way you've described some of your family stuff, to at least to me, I totally get it. Totally get it. Because I'm there too. Oh, I, hey, fun, fun little quick story. I wasn't even invited to my family's Christmas gathering uh, this year. Isn't that well, you're, cool? You are a real drag on them, you know? It's about time you accepted that, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was told. I was told by my cousin the day before that she was driving into town for our family's Christmas, and I was not informed of this. Isn't that crazy? That, <laughs> bananas! I can't even imagine not being invited. 
not not even not even a word spoken. But, and you don't even get the pleasure of saying I'm not coming. Right. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe. It's, <laughs> I wouldn't I wasn't gonna go. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should ask me so I can say no. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you went? That might be why they stopped inviting you. Like three years ago. Maybe three years is the cutoff. You've got, you know, they give you two years to uh, get your membership back, but after that, it's pronounced. Oh, so you were in probation. Now you're on yeah. indefinite suspension. Yeah. You've you been, you absconded. You lost your That's Kroger card. Yeah. It did. See what Carson, how knowledgeable he's gotten from college. So that Kroger card really pays dividends, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't have one, but I'm sure it does. I think it's all the natural light and Paps Blue Ribbon he's been drinking. Oh, you're on a you're on a Paps life now, huh? I don't even know what that is, but yes, you do. Yes, yes liar. You do. Why would you lie? I I've literally never seen one before. You just saw one at Gus's in a tall boy can the other day. Paps Blue Ribbon. Yes. Uh. We saw no. We saw Bud Light Tall Boys. There were lots of Tall Boys in that cooler, and yeah, I they said, make more than "I one. may drink a 40 just to look like trash." But I didn't. The only things I saw in there were Budweiser and Bud Light, and then there was one more, but it wasn't Pabst Blue Ribbon. Those wow, were the 40s. Titillating, titillating yeah, all of this. We're moving on from this topic. So the next rant subject, and I know. Kevin, you at least have some thoughts on this. I know Brian will when he comes back. Uh, we had a visitor show up at the theater, so he's uh, we're filling in for him right now. Our last, we'll say, directed rant segment today. Worst things about musical theater in any um, way, shape, or form. Musical theater actors are the worst part about musical theater. I knew that was going to come up. Even mm-hmm. if you didn't bring it up, that's what I would say. Me. But I don't. I wouldn't have the balls to say it straight up. They like they so. are the most obnoxious, uh, highfalutin, privileged baby. Hang out with Hueys. <laughs> I can't deal with them. <laughs> I just can't deal with it. It's it's a lot of a lot more drama off stage than on. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I, they just, they wear me, they wear me out. Even in rehearsals, I, I, I need to sit as far away from everybody as I can because yeah. being near them exhausts me. That's yes. definitely the correct strategy to have. You have to stay as separate as possible for as much time as possible. That's why you also just can't see people after the show. Like, I remember when I was doing theater, I just didn't want to see anybody after the show, except for the people who came to the show in the audience to see me. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, you're getting out of that dressing room as fast as possible. I'm you very just... much the same way. I do not like to stay around after the show. And just... it's, be- it's because when an audience watches you, granted, I know all they're wanting to do is say, congratulations, good show, that's very sweet, and I get that, and that's that's wonderful. But when an audience watches you for a two and a half hour show, they have developed a relationship with you. You had no idea that they were there 
And so you don't have the connection that they have and that they then want to cultivate. You know, they've had well, that experience. I, I'm talking about with family you. members who I knew were coming. Because uh, then, you know, you kind of mm. have to talk to them. That's what I'm talking about. Because mm. then you have an obligation on top of like, oh, I knew they were coming. So like, I have to talk. To I them get both and- of y'all's points. I definitely get yours, Gover. It's like, you know, they they want so bad for you to feel that connection that they've developed. Yeah. They want but you you're to just feel- kind of like, you know, I. Hmm. I don't I don't know anything about you have you have watched me for two hours and you have had two hours to develop a relationship with whatever I was doing. I had no knowledge that you were there. This is the first time I've seen your face all night. And so I just I physically and mentally cannot connect with them on that level. And I know that that's all they want. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you get. It could be an audience of medical school cadavers for all we know mm-hmm. up there. I mean, I, I, I've definitely been in shows with other people like you guys have where it's people say, oh, I was looking and saw this person in the audience. Have you seen this person dressed in this wacky shirt? I don't look. I just I don't even look. I, and it's not because I am mad that they're there or any, I don't have contempt. It's just more like I'm not paying attention to them. Yeah, that's not my focus. I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. And when I'm not on the stage, especially, I'm definitely not looking. I'm just getting ready for whatever's next, or I'm just gathering my thoughts or something. I'm not looking to be like, ooh, wow, there's some weird-looking guy out there in a pink shirt. You see him? <laughs> I, I really don't give a shit. I, so Brian's back now. We're talking about our rants about worst things about musical theater. So... You're still muted, though. Um, so He's having it, technical difficulties. I would say and, uh, here's something that I hate about musicals, because we, we all kind of came back to people again. Um, of course. One thing I hate about musical theater, and I, this is true about any performance art, any sport, anything like that. So I get it. It's not specific to musical theater, but musical theater. And part of this comes from Carson as my child coming up through doing some high school theater awards. I can't stand awards for musical theater. It is nothing but a popularity contest. Uh, There's occasionally an award that people say, totally get it. It's right on par and you don't have any disagreement. And I understand that when you give any type of award, there's going to be disagreement about it. That's one of the things to it. I just hate the con and I'm not one of these. Everybody gets a participation trophy. I'm just like, why do we have to have the awards at all? I mean, I I will say it this way. So I went with a friend of of mine um, a couple weeks ago to the Memphis Symphony Orchestra's it's a Christmas show. They called it something like the spirit of Memphis, but they didn't have the word Christmas in it. It was a Christmas show. And they had guest performers come up and sing probably half a dozen of them to do solos or solos in, in the middle of an ensemble. And they were, none of them were really bad. There were some that definitely stood out amongst the others, but I can't, 
I can't remember how many times I've heard people walk up and get an introduction where part of it is included. This person won a Broadway World Award for, and as soon as I hear that, I'm tuning out because the person I'm with also knows what a BroadwayWorld.com award is worth. Uh And it's not worth any pleasure of the bottom you're ever going to get because I've, we've all seen Broadway world awards where one person sent an email to them and wrote themselves in as the best supporting actor. And they're the only person in the category because nobody else gives a shit about it. And wow, they won an award. I no, don't throw that at me. And also I will say, I love nothing more than hearing people in this town who will come up to you and love to tell you about the Ostrander they won in 2006 mm-hmm. for or the Ostrander whatever. that they were nominated for. In yes, even better. I got and it's like I don't for give a Ostrander shit for that role. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. What does I don't even care mean? if you won? No. Here's my biggest problem with it. If you outwardly speak out against the awards, you will get called a salty, like a salty person who, oh, you just never won one. So that's why you hate them. Or you <laughs> lost one, especially if you're someone who has been in a show who lost a nomination or you were a person who was nominated and you try to outwardly speak against them. Oh, you're just you're just mad. You didn't win. That's why you hate yeah. them. That's the that's the that's what I hate the most about the awards because you just can't not really doing, speak against them. I'm not doing theater to get an award. Yeah, never have I. That's not that's not the reason I get on stage. Yeah, yeah. Because if it is, you're doing the wrong thing. You Absolutely. and I've even had that discussion because you and I have been in shows we've done together where people love to tell us about their Ostrander nods. Oh, I got nominated for this back in 1986. Like, yeah, I had a hemorrhoids last week. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, they're worth the same amount. Yep. I mean, it's so, well, n- not to mention, I mean, let's face it. And, you know, a lot of people, um, almost everyone doing local theater here, they couldn't do it anywhere else. They do it here because they, and it's not because Memphis is a crappy community theater market. There's there's people who could do this in any city in a community yeah. theater setting. It's to say they do it here because they work here, they live here, and but they would not be okay. Well, they could make it as an equity actor, or they could go to Broadway and get bit parts or whatever it is. You know, they're doing it here because you should love to do it. You should love just getting up there and performing and i totally get if someone says well i only do certain parts because that's what i enjoy to do totally agree if they say i'll do any part because i just love to perform totally get that too but if you're doing it with awards as a motive you're doing the wrong thing buddy Mm -hmm. it's because even if you let's say you win six ostranders in a row in the real world what does that matter Right. We could ask John Manis. Uh, how it, That's it, true. It is like, well, he's yeah. usually serviceable. Remember that. Yes. Love you, Johnny. So it's, I mean, I remember it's like being in a show here, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels in 2016. 
And I saw we, that. we felt like we got nominated for best small ensemble. And I felt like we did a damn good job. And we did not win. And for about two thirds of a second, I was sort of like, well, that sucked. I can tell you how many winks of sleep I've lost over it since zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's only one time I've ever been even slightly peeved about a show not getting nominated. And that was Lord of the flies. I thought, I think that's the best show that I've ever been in, or at least it just felt that way on the inside of it. And I thought we should have been nominated for best ensemble cast or whatever other awards, but I mean, we won best lighting. That was well deserved, and I was happy with that. And the show was fun for me anyway. Like, I still I don't look back on that show any less because we didn't win anything. I mean, it, it was an awesome experience, and that's pretty much it. Well, the only yeah, thing and I, that's the. Go ahead. No, no, you had it. I only thing I was going to say is to add on. I the only time I ever get upset about awards, and I. I tell myself, don't even worry about it because the friends that I'm close to, like this group and a few others, I get the only time I get upset about awards is when somebody who is a friend of mine, I feel like should get it, didn't or didn't get nominated at least. Mm-hmm. But it's whenever I would say something to them about it, they're like, you know what? I don't give a shit. You shouldn't either. And I believe them. They're not just saying it to be, oh, false modesty. It's, they mean it and I can tell and it's like good I'm glad you're that way because I I'm still mad you didn't get it but you know I'm glad it doesn't make you lose any sleep so yeah there's only one award in my opinion that matters at all with the Ostrander Awards and I think it's 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 a fun opportunity for people to get together and celebrate theater over a year but the one award that truly matters is the Ugarian the Ugarian Yegert or whatever that word is, the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Those are the people that have really influenced our community over a lifetime, which is, again, the hints, the naming of the award. And those people have given themselves to build our community up in a way um, that few others have. And, you know, I think the recipients of that award in particular are truly the superstars of our uh, theater community. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely something you can bring up in a conversation, and I would actually be like, "Okay, wow," but like that's an achievement. Yeah, like that yeah. is an actual like, like that that I'm not saying like you like the other Oscars aren't actual like things, but like I just oh I am. It, it just <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. It just they, they don't, don't matter. What are you saying? As much. You've never been nominated. Oh wait, there no, you have. <laughs> Could, couldn't care less. <laughs> And but you know yes, that, that one particular award, I agree with you, Brian, is is actually something yeah. that matters in the grand scheme of things. It's giving recognition to somebody who's done a hell of a lot of work to you know sustain theater in this city. Yes, agreed. So, any other worst things about musical theater? Anyone wants to say? I missed part of it, but. Um... The worst thing is also the best thing, and that's the the people in the audience. But that might have been covered when I was out. So, uh, it, it people came up. Yes, actors came up. 
Yeah, it's, uh, to me, it's the audience. It's they're they're the best thing. That's why we do it, and they're also the worst thing. But all yeah, yeah, we didn't time. we didn't talk about audience, so we'll we'll say that's a good thing. Yeah, I think one thing that I hate. This is a quick one. Is when high schools try to do shows that they can't pull off. That's that's it. Because it I happens say- way too much. Any theater that tries to do a show that they can't pull off is yeah. yeah. But high schools are the worst offenders of it. I feel like, or the most <laughs> common offenders. <laughs> I don't know about worse. Yeah, maybe not worse, but I think most consistent, worse. most consistent offenders would all say. Yeah, but high schools have an excuse. It's like, oh, they we're do. all young. Some community yeah. shows are like, ah. someone's knocking on the office door. Yeah, <laughs> who is it? It's one of our son. kids. Oh. He's Dad, to... I'm hungry. That's what that bad. Jude is wanting a drink, so he's uh, oh. getting a sprite. I think. Tell him the whiskey's in the cabinet. Yeah, no, oh wait, he sorry, need, he doesn't need the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might put him to sleep. Um, yeah. So okay, no, that's good. Um, so now what we're gonna we're gonna come back to rants later in more of a general capacity. So be thinking about it, but. What we're going to move on to now is a newer feature that we brought up the last podcast, but Kevin, you haven't heard before. Neither has Carson. We're calling this Brian's, uh, it's his feature, but it's the Florida report. This is news of the weird and stupid and whatever else you can find from the state of Florida. So cue music. Yeah, we have to have new music. Uh, Out of Florida, this, uh, this, this year, some amazing stories we've had out of Florida. Federal officials in July said they arrested a man and his two sons who were selling glorified bleach and marketing as a cure for COVID-19, cancer, autism, multiple sclerosis, AIDS, and pretty much every other ailment under the skin. The mineral miracle solution, as it was called, was actually toxic on top of not being able to cure any modern illnesses, according to authorities. Then, just as ridiculous, an Ochi. An Okeechobee County Commissioner was forced to issue an apology for telling his constituents that they could rid himself of the coronavirus simply by blowing a hairdryer up their nose. He said the virus falls <laughs> apart and disintegrates from the heat. <laughs> that was a happens. sheriff that did that? It was a county commissioner. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the miracle cure thing, that sounds like the kind of thing you'd see on the show Deadwood. Someone yeah, selling the street back in the 1880s. Like, hey, I've got Dr. Maffitt's magic elixir. You know, cures everything from gonorrhea to gonorrhea. <laughs> Only gonorrhea. Everything from the bottom to the pleasures. <laughs> also in Florida news this year. Uh, about the time that people are afraid to go to the grocery store for fear of falling ill, uh, some Floridians thought it'd be funny to tamper with everyday food items at the store. In one case, police say a woman went to a Holly Hill Walmart, selected some guavas, oranges, and other edibles, chewed the fruit, and spit the masticated chunks right back into the bins, destroying $350 worth of produce. <laughs> Uh, wow okay spectacular yeah yeah florida's awesome right yeah uh let's see does anyone want another florida story yes 
All right. This is um, the Florida report. Yes. The final Florida report today. There's a tale of the Florida Green Reaper. He's in the headline for months. Attorney Daniel Ufelder got the idea in May to dress up as death personified and hit the beaches to give a stern warning to Floridians that spending their time on the sandy shores could increase their risk of contracting or even dying from COVID-19. To really show his support for a statewide stay-at-home order, he filed a lawsuit against the governor asking that beaches stay closed in order to keep residents safe. Just recently, the governor asked that Ufelder be sanctioned for what he called a frivolous lawsuit. Ufelder wasn't alone in his efforts. Around the same time he was on beach patrol, protesters in Tallahassee lined up in body bags outside the state capitol to prove their point. So yes, this gentleman uh, dressed up as the Green Reaper in full blacks and went to the beach to scare people away in May, even though being outside in the, uh, the uh, coronavirus pandemic is probably one of the safest places you could be. Yes, I mean... Wow. Sounds like something you'd see in Times Square, not in a beach in Florida. Really does. Yeah. Like seeing a, a, a my, bad Elmo. Yeah, there was a guy in my neighborhood in Chicago who dressed up as Batman <laughs> and walked the streets with a tip bucket. <laughs> <laughs> a tip bucket? Yeah. <laughs> Did he do anything or just walk me. around? He always had a sign of some sort with with some sort of, uh, you know, current event that he was upset about posted on it. And then he would scream it at you and uh, have his tip bucket. Didn't fight crime or anything. I mean, hand out parking tickets. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, he was definitely not helping the crime. Well, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, talk about pleasures at the bottom. Yeah, really. No, that's that's good. So that's been our Florida report for today. Now that it's time amazing. for Brian yeah, to move on to dad jokes. Oh, dad jokes. You Let's different see. music. Mm. It's like magic. <clears throat> Speaking of bottom pleasures, a man was recently hospitalized with six plastic horses inside, inside of him. The doctor is describing his condition as stable. Mm, okay. Uh, All right. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Very good. We need Christina for these. It's just not the same without her, right? Yeah. Her, her groans of pain. So, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, you want a New York theme? I mean, New York. A New Year's Eve themed one. Remember to stand up and lift your left leg at 11.59 tonight. That way you can start 2022 on the right foot. Uh, Wow. (sighs) Really dug deep in the bottom for that. Yeah, these are kind of like burning my throat a little bit. (laughs) I think I vomited in my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) I got my left hand. Left arm and leg amputated. It's you know it's okay. It's uh, I'm all right. Uh, all right. That, so sh- that at least got a rim shot. How did the dad justify buying a boat? There was a sale. <laughs> God. <laughs> Delayed reaction there. How about, how about one more and then we call that a day? What kind of food is always stoned? 
a the pot peach. roast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a pot roast. All right. Yeah, that's a good one to close on. So now let's move on to what is sometimes been called closing, but we'll call it general rants. This is a rant about anything you want to rant about. So, Carson, let's start with you. Don't start with me. Uh, I'll rant about how you're never ready. Um, there you go. Who wants to go first? Um, let me let me see. I, uh, you know what? I want. <laughs> I just uh, want to let it be known <laughs> that I think it is complete and utter bullshit that when I pay up my debts on a line of credit that it negatively affects my credit score. That is the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. Anytime you, you, you take out a loan on that car and you pay the loan off, your credit score goes down. You got, you got a mortgage on your house, you pay it off, you do the right thing and they say, you suck, man. So that's all I have that, to say. That I'm, does I'm, sound pretty. I'm yeah. about to pay off my car and I'm dreading what it's going to do to my score. That's what's happening. It's pretty counterintuitive. That's I know. Weird. I know. You do the right thing and then you get, you just get pee in your mouth. It's a little Is bit. Is that of a bottom pleasure? Yeah. That'd be a front a coupon pleasure. for one bottom pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for your efforts. I mean that the the fact uh, the scam that is credit reports in general is oh uh, of course yes possibly uh, it, it's too long of a rant to really get into as far as how they can impress certain groups of people and the mm-hmm. ridiculousness of how you can manipulate them personally and uh, that's apparently the best way we decide who should be allowed to borrow money in this country is um, kind of crazy all all the same. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that there's bias involved in that, Brian? Uh, perhaps. Hmm. Perhaps. Uh, Possibly. So that's a good one, Kevin. That's I, thanks, I haven't thought God. of that in a while because I haven't paid anything off in a while. Well, too busy don't open, for don't open for a kid. Or anything. So I'll do it too. Who's next? Do you, do you want me to go now? Go ahead if you're ready. All right, the topic over with. The topic I've chosen to talk about today is something that impacts me constantly. It is video game delays. Oh, (laughs) this pisses me off to no end. I thought you were going to say constipation because it impacts you so much. (laughs) Anal gland impaction. Yeah, got to milk those anal glands. Video video game delays are the the worst. Are you going to keep cutting off my rant? Do you even want me to speak? I heard Please go some ahead. about the bottom. Go ahead. <laughs> Video <laughs> delays constantly happen, and it pisses me off because I don't like when they tell me a game is coming in May of 2021, and now they haven't even set a release date for 2022, but they're saying sometime in late 2022. So that's quite a jump. Are you talking about the new Harry Potter? No, 
I'm talking about. I've been about, waiting on that since 2020 and uh, uh, yeah, really bummed a, about it. That game is a great example because they revealed that game at the on the same day they started PS5 pre-orders, which was in um, August of 2020, and they have not released any more gameplay on that Harry Potter game since then, or even any news. But the games that I'm talking about specifically are the new Lego Star Wars game, which was had a release date of May 23rd, I believe, 2021. And now they're saying it would it would be a good thing if it was out by spring of 2022. So probably more like summer or fall. Um, and then Gotham Knights, which was supposed to come out uh, a couple months ago and is now maybe late 2022. So... Well, all one can hope is that they are using this extra time wisely and you'll get a better experience from... Yeah, see, that's what you hope. But then you look at a game like Cyberpunk that was delayed five times and it still came out a bungled piece of crap. So it's like, if honestly, delays for me now, in my mind, mean that the game is not going to be good because something is very, very wrong with it if they keep delaying it. I think if you go... I think if you have one delay... It's fine because, you know, you had and it's COVID times you had one you had one issue or you had to, you know, whatever. But when you're delaying a game two, three, four times, like something is obviously very wrong. And that was the third delay for the Lego Star Wars game and the second for Gotham Knights, I think so. Nice. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, I mean, see, when you when you started that, I honestly thought you were going to talk about like network speed. I did too, but hearing what you ended up with, I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, you were judging me before I even started talking. Well, I'm your dad. That's I got to give you something to go to the therapist with one day. So, well, video game delays do impact me. I don't have actual real world that your past doesn't lead to those assumptions, Carson. We've known you for quite some time. Stop judging me. I don't have real world problems yet. Okay. I don't have credit score to talk about. And I realize that it's coming, bitch. He told me to rant about something. Okay. And I found something to talk about. No, that was a good, that was a good one. I agree with that. However, every time that happens and it's, I, I very rarely play games, but when there's something I'm excited about, that is put on the back burner or, or extended. I always just hold out hope that it's going to be better because of it. It makes even me lose. Not, here's it the makes, thing. Even if it's dog it shit, when it finally comes out, think of how much dog shit more it would have been if they released it on time. That's true. Or that means that they broke something else when they were trying to fix the problems that they had, which is what I suspect happened with um, Cyberpunk and what happened with Avengers, a game that I play frequently. But uh, it's just, it pisses me off that these game studios that have literally budgets of millions of dollars cannot figure this shit out sometimes. it's It, it literally blows my mind how, I don't understand how AAA games come out as buggy as they do. Like these people, this... They have people whose jobs are to find bugs in games and they do not find like the simplest stuff. And it is, oh my God, I got an it's idea. so frustrating. I got an idea. Make your own. 
You just make your own and then it'll be exactly what you want. My own video game? Yeah, go for it. See, that would be really bad if I even tried to go into that at all. What if that is the best thing you ever do in your life is decide I'm going to start making this video game because I'm sick of the crap that I get all the time. And then you become the next David Duchovny, you know? <laughs> the problem is I don't have millions of dollars to work with or that much free time or the brain power to figure out how to do that. So somewhere David Duchovny heard his name and was like, <laughs> he just made $6. X-Files, what? X-Files reboot again, what? Californication, what? Uh, all right who's next on the rant scale brian Brian was talking muted yeah no i was talking nothing no that 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 was kind of the plot of the latest matrix movie uh... is that everybody ends up being david duchovny (laughs) no that every everyone makes their own video game and it ends up being uh you know not a video game it's very it was confusing and and overall but you know yeah Uh... So Brian, what's your rant? Um, hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think I have a rant today. I think I'm. I'm I blew my load la- earlier this week with <laughs> okay with, with the uh, the lack of creative creativity in marketing, which continues to astound me every time I watch commercials on a yeah. regular basis. At this point, so too much bottom pleasure for you. Too much. Um, too much no. too so, much bottom feeding really yeah a little of both in mm-hmm. his case so my rant i will try to keep this short which never works out well for me um He's a so i will say my rant is about rules and the fact that i just i will never be able to understand why some people in this world, especially in this first world society we live in, most of us live in in this country, except for those in extreme poverty or homelessness, and why you can't just follow simple rules, you know, that would say, I mean, like, for example, a simple rule that everyone just seems to intuitively get is that you don't see anymore. When I was a kid, you saw the signs up a lot, which tells me that people would violate it a lot is no shirt, no shoes, no service. You don't generally have that problem anymore, at least that I've ever seen, but I don't understand. (laughs) So when you get to a time like we're in with a pandemic and rules, people who even who don't like rules, it's, when you get into a crisis like this, which people can deny we're in a crisis all they want, we are, Um, or the climate crisis or anything like that, they can say, well, uh, yeah, I know about the rules, but it's not that they would say they don't apply to me. It's that I don't give a shit about them. Mm -hmm. And I just don't understand. It's, I mean, I guess if you were to say every rule is sacred, and you'd say you've never rolled through a stop sign. I've rolled through many stop signs. But what I'm saying is like, especially, and it's not just about COVID, but that's the easiest target right now, is to say when you go into a place like going to a local theater, I'm not going to say which one because I'm not going to say it's their fault or anything like that. 
But when you go into it and there's signs on every door that say masks are required because we're trying to be health conscious. I agree. Even if I don't agree, okay, that place of business, nonprofit or not, has chosen to establish that as a rule of entry. And then you go in and half the people in there are not in a mask. And it's not even that they're just pretending like they have the mask around their chin, which is just as dumb as not wearing it. Because it's like, why are you, who are you fooling yourself, us? We see your mask is not pulled up, so it's not doing you any good. It's acting as a, you know, chin sling is all it's acting. Chin diaper, yeah. Yeah, basically. So it's sitting, and so when you go, like I did recently, to see a show in said theater, and I've not been to a theater show in, outside of coming to something here at Germantown Theater in at least a year, if not longer. And you, you know, I park my butt in the middle of a section and it's just, it's my seat. I'm not sitting there with a group and I have my mask on the whole time. So I sit down in the mask. Nobody calls me out and says, Oh, why are you wearing a mask? That's stupid. But you sit down and you start hearing people who are talking about nothing but masks and COVID rules and how they're just bullshit. And it's, this is all just a, a phase we're going through and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, it's a phase we're going through because none of you will do what you're supposed to do um, is what I want to yell out. But even, even though I don't, it's why can't you do what the sign says at the door? Why are you better than me? Why do you not feel an obligation to say, okay, that's what this business wants me to do. So I'm going to do it or I'm not going to go in. And why I'm going to stand on my principles and not go in. And why do they think they're the only ones that are being asked to do that thing? That's what blows exactly. my mind. Yeah. And so they, like, it's a direct attack. I honestly, let's say for a second that I'm one of the, the people that say, I, I, I believe in mass, but I forgot it. I don't, I don't have one with me. If I were to walk up to the door and of any business and see a sign on the door that said masks are required for entry. And someone is at the door and says, can you please put on your mask? And I start going, oh, I forgot it. I don't have one. Well, then I can't let you in, sir. I mean, call me old fashioned. I would turn around and say, okay, understood. I don't have a mask. I'll go acquire one and come back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I don't understand there. What it tells me is that the business is too scared to do this, even if they're not really scared. But my perception is they're too scared to tell people we're going to enforce the rule. I don't care that you paid to be here. You can say whatever you want. This is part of the condition of you coming in, whether it's a gas station, a theater, restaurant, whatever it is, you're not coming in without a mask on, like we say on the door. Even if you missed the sign, whether you're bullshitting or not. Oh, I didn't see the sign. Well, it is a rule of entry. You need a mask on. <clears throat> I would respect a business that says, well, whether you saw the sign or not, it's a rule. Temporarily. You could come mm -hmm. back three months from now and it's not a rule. Uh, but it's like, here's another example. And it's not a business is 
where my younger child goes to school and Carson went to school for many years, the school district has sent out texts today and emails today saying masks are going to be required when they go back to school next week from the Christmas, from the holiday break. I would bet at least a paycheck that if I were to ask my younger son, Roland, hey, did everybody, teachers, staff, and students all have masks on today? If I were to ask him when he comes home from school that first day, I bet at least a paycheck, he would say not everybody. And so it's to me, it's, and this is a discussion I've had. My boss is a good friend of mine from, from many years back. So I've, I know him very well. And I've asked him this question specifically because our company is a large company. We have a branch of it that we work in is I've asked him because the company has said, we are going to mandate masks for the unvaccinated or proof that you are vaccinated, like physical proof, a card to say I've been vaccinated on the federal mandate dates. And I've said, what are you planning to do as the boss of this facility? And he said, I'm going to tell people go home and you're not getting paid because your job requires you to be here to do it. And I believe him. So I told him, I said, you know, not out of any great sense of delight, but I will be more than happy to stand at the door with you and enforce the rule. Tell people, if you think you're going to work today, you got to get through both of us. And I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So go home and get a mask and come back, but you're not going to work without it. And I know there's going to be people who challenge the mask mandate there. So it's, I don't understand why people think they're, they're above the rules. And it's not just mass mandates. Like I said, COVID is just the, the easiest target right now. It could be the same as, you know, I don't understand why seat belts are such a big deal. I know they're, seat belts are like more of an accepted thing now. But when seat belts were starting to become mandatory, what, back in the 80s and 90s? I mean, I didn't wear a seat belt until it was mandatory, but when it became mandatory, I started wearing it. I know lots of people who said then what people say about masks now. Mm-hmm. I'll wear a seatbelt if I want to. And if I end up having a wreck and slamming on the brakes and I go through the windshield, well, that's my problem, not yours. Maybe so. But it's a rule. Why can't you just do it? Yeah. What's so we all We all that? seem to collectively agree with, uh, you know, stoplights for the most yeah. part. Right. So I just, I don't understand what's so hard about following basic rules. So that's my rant. Fair. Anybody got anything else? Nope. I can't believe you don't have anything else to rant about Carson. That's what's affected me. most. You're a college student. I had a full conversation about delays last night. Well, do you want me to rant about things from college that pissed me off? What's the worst? What's the worst? rant you could throw out about college in your first semester there's two things that immediately come to mind they're both short don't worry uh okay the the first one is teachers expecting you to check your email four times a day but then they never check their emails i had one teacher this semester who it took him at least four days to email me back every time but he would send me emails three hours before something was supposed to happen 
and expect me to he would expect me to have read that email in that short amount of time but he couldn't respond to me about and it was about my grades it was about something important too and i put that in the subject line grades and i think and then like the first line of the email was please can you respond to this in the next day or two nope no response which yeah as you and i discussed it's lots of uh, college professors especially are some of the worst about at least in my experience who think that it's their world you're just living in it and yeah the other thing is the lack of food on tcu campus i knew this was going to be a problem going in because that's what people said about it online but it gets tough sometimes when you're eating chick-fil-a between seven and ten times a week and um you just need something else especially on sundays it's kind of rough you're either eating at the blue which is the cafeteria which is very hit or miss extremely hit or miss sometimes you'll go in there and it'll be great and there'll be plenty of things to eat in there and other times usually the times that i end up there there is nothing to eat there well I will say being your parent and knowing what your school costs, I'm not, I mean, you have scholarship monies that cover the majority of it, which we're very thankful for, but still the cost of your school, the food options should be where even someone is not meant as a shot at you, but someone who's a little bit pickier of an eater, an eater than most, you should still be able to find something that you come home and say, well, I don't like this stuff, but they have this other stuff, which is awesome. And it shouldn't just include Chick-fil-A. Well, I mean, there's like a place that's kind of like, it's like a sandwich place, but it's all the way at the library and it's just a pain in the ass to go all the way over there. And the line is always long because it's the one food place in the library. So and probably because it's better than others. There. Yeah. So it's always packed and it's all the way at the library and there, it's just, it's a pain. So yeah, they're building if a it new... Your mind- at all both places i went to school had one cafeteria full stop they had a couple of options at each one and they were never good never ever ever so at least you've got options because we did not even have that if you didn't like what they cooked you could make a peanut butter sandwich and that was about it yeah Uh, i mean i know it's better than than a lot of places but it's still just Especially on Sundays when Chick-fil-A is closed. So it, it gets a little rough sometimes. They are building a new cafeteria now across campus, but it'll probably be done in 2035. So Well, and to be fair to everything you've described about college where you are, I mean, the idea of your parking situation, people oh, might, yeah, it's s- might say – Oh, well, just take your car because he has a car at campus. Even if money weren't an issue with that. Yeah, like going to my car, getting his car back into the lot where he could park. Yeah, that's it can I can have like depending on which lot I have to park in it. It's like a half a mile walk, if not more, which people could say, well, it's just a half a mile. Come on, man. If you had to do that every day and walk with food a half a mile every time it's no yeah it's a pain that doesn't work for most people i don't care what age or level of fitness or anything you are it's 
It's in today's world of convenience. Now, given all these are first world problems we're talking about, but still, again, with what that college charges, the food options should be better. There are plenty of things that are top notch at that school. Food is does not appear to be one of them. It is not one of them. But there are lots of other things that are, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Or maybe not. I'd say there are things that are top notch. It's just the food is something that's very noticeable. And um, it's something that you think about a lot, even if you're not a food motivated person like I am. Like it's food is still something you think about a lot, at least twice a day, you know. So like that's just an easy thing to like see and be like, oh, it's not that great. Well, at least hearing all this, we know where Brian doesn't need to send Jude for school. <laughs> because Jude is uh, very food motivated. And yeah. uh, he, he would, yeah. Now, he probably would eat the limited options over and over and over, wouldn't he, Brian? He'd do well at TCU because the cafeteria is unlimited food. So, yeah, he, he, he's not picky. So he would just, oh, uh, yeah, he'd do well inside. in the blue then. He'd do like today. Real we well. have the hot garbage casserole. He would run the gauntlet for sure, eat at every single option in one sitting. Now, this is, he'd this is well. a kid who sneaks into the kitchen to make a second dinner plate. So, but last that said, night, you know, his friend, last Roland, night, legit, last night at midnight. He uh, he came into the room and said, "Hey, Dad, can I get some of that cereal that Uncle Paul got me for my birthday?" <laughs> I and said, I bought it. I gave you like three months ago. Yeah, I said sure. So he had some Patrick Mahomes flakes uh, for, for second dinner last night. That was the best ninety nine cents plus tax ever spent. <laughs> for Patrick Mahomes frosted flakes in Kansas City. I mean, they had literally hundreds of boxes of that at the high V there. Cause he's like God there. Oh, it's yeah. Chiefs. Everything is God up there. That and slow ass highway driving. I could rant about that. I mean, I thought drivers on the highway here were bad because the speeds are varied between 105 and five mm-hmm. Kansas city. It's all five except for truckers who are going 105 because they know what they're doing. So it's, it's very much an exercise. And like I've described to Carson, when he was learning to drive, which is operating a vehicle is not all that difficult. Once you know what you're doing, driving is a totally different concept because that's taking into account the conditions around you and the other drivers around you. That can be very difficult. Yeah, because everybody around you is an effing idiot. And sometimes you're an idiot, but most of the time in my world, they're the idiots Yeah, and I will readily yell at them. So even though they don't hear me, it at least gives me a release. Yeah. And my bottom pleasures are thankful for it. That's right. You're never a worse version version of yourself than when you're behind the wheel in a closed car got that right with glass and some road between you and the other person yeah i mean i remember george carlin had a whole thing about that in the 80s too where he said you know it's the volume of an asshole what somebody is is how your geographic distance and your physical separation from them 
So he said somebody on TV that you don't like because they can't hear you or anything and is not, they're not in a position to do anything about it. And he's yelling, they're pretty much an asshole. He's like someone who's driving along the car and you have the windows rolled up and they're passing you is at regular vocal volume, pretty much an asshole. He's like someone sitting next to you in a crowded room. You lean to the person next to you and go, guys, real asshole, you know? Mm-hmm. So he said, your volume of how much someone an asshole is is determined by your geographical distance. It's like very true. That is very true. So, okay. Well, this was fun. This was fun. So glad I got yeah. to catch up with you, fellas. Yeah, glad we got to see you. So, Kevin is uh, acting in a show here soon. That's uh, right. You want to? You want to give us in a theory? Plug? Yeah, it's Torch Song over at Circuit Playhouse. We open on January twenty eighth and run through February thirteenth. So marvelous work because Kevin's in it. So uh, come on, maybe, maybe he'll true. get some Ostrander nod for it. Uh, God, he hopes so. He's sitting uh, at home. That's why he's doing the show? Yeah, he's lighting you know voodoo figures on fire, hoping that that Please. does it for him. Doing a rain Please. dance. <laughs> so and uh, assuming all goes as planned we'll have a show here at gct in the next couple of weeks so awesome yeah. two yeah. weeks from tonight yep exactly anyway Woo-hoo. so thanks to the uh five to 50 of you that will listen to this happy new year yes yes happy very birthday. happy so thank you very much and we'll talk to you later bye